Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, and your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, maybe you had writer's block. We also go into editing experiences, editing tips and strategies, and so much more. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea, and I am a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing, consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and yes, I eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. I promise you, it is my passion and my purpose. For all our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you, and we thank you for all the support, the questions questions you send in for topic suggestions and for all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to all of our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey, promote their books, brands, and their businesses. If you would like to become a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information. And one more housekeeping note, please don't forget to follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, and all other platforms, including Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is click the follow or subscribe notify so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. And you also support each and every guest that appears on the show. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. And now let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners. Hello, hello. Welcome to 2024. Like we are so excited to be back in the studio and we are back with new episodes. And oh my gosh, happy new year, y'all. We have missed you guys. And we are so glad that y'all are tuning back in to rock out with us for uh, some more episodes, some brand new seasons. And we're just excited. We're just excited. Y'all already know we get excited, right? Writing is our thing and so writing editing you want to talk about it and we are here for it so you know on another episode we're gonna have to do a recap and we're gonna talk about everything that happened in 2023 but not today we'll do that later but just keep your heads up y'all because it's coming so on today's episode you guys we're talking with another phenomenal writer as we always do and she is going to be talking with us about writing from the heart and writing from the heart you know y'all know we all write for different reasons, but the one of the majority is we're writing from the heart. You know, we're writing about things that matter to us. We're writing about, you know, the things that have affected our lives in one way or another. And so our guest on today is going to talk with us not only about writing from the heart, but also some of the things that are near and dear to her heart, memoirs that she has written. And we're so excited to talk with her. So without further ado, please, please help me welcome Miss Loretta Horner Miller to the show. Welcome, Loretta. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to chat with us um, about your books. So let's just dive right in. Please tell us about yourself, your books and your writing journey. 
Well, um, I am a retired middle school teacher, and uh, I have published seven books in the last ten years, and three cookbooks. Uh, I'm getting ready to start my eighth, and that's kind of exciting. It's always fun to be looking to the future. Um, I taught language arts and literature to mid-school students and GED students, and uh, started writing in the classroom with them on a suggestion that was given by one of the professional development teachers that I followed, and that really kind of spurred me on in writing. And um, the thing that makes my writing journey interesting is I wrote I wrote things several years ago and then put them away. For like thirty-five uh, years, just didn't deal with them, didn't do anything with them until I retired. And I would not suggest that for anyone because it certainly was—I um, don't know—I felt like I was um, hampered by doing that. Um, let's see, what else would I like to say? Um, I think being a woman writer, I'm glad. You know, this is exciting to be talking to you about. You know, women writers, because I think our perspective is is very relevant and important today. We really need to make sure that we're getting our our ideas, our concerns, our worldviews out there. Yes, I agree. I definitely agree, um, and that's one of the reasons that I wanted to get to to get this platform out. And I'm so excited about this particular platform is because it's putting the spotlight you know, on women writers and giving you all and myself too um, the opportunity to share, you know, the things that we have written about. So yeah, I'm definitely excited about that. So um, you've written memoirs and you've written cookbooks, which is, I mean, absolutely amazing. So, you know, I'm a foodie. So let's just, let's just go into the food. (laughs) Um, You've written three cookbooks, which some include um, the original cards the recipe cards from your grandmother so talk about that and how much fun was that to do those projects okay it was from my gra- it was from my mother not my grandmother I'm so sorry. Okay. and uh, yeah she passed away in 2013 and was a phenomenal cook and so I was gonna make uh, a cookbook as a present with for my family that Christmas and uh, and it was just massive she had so many recipes and a friend of mine said why don't you do it in volumes so I did. I did three different volumes. And um, what is unique about this, these three cookbooks is that um, I scanned in the recipe card. So it's in her beautiful handwriting. There's smears and there's stains on the card. She graded each one of the recipes. And so that's kind of hilarious. She, um, you mean literally and, like ABC, like a grade? Oh, She'd say very good or good or of course I didn't choose any of them that she said don't don't ever do these again so I didn't do those but I (laughs) I did I laughed when I saw her grading system on the on the recipe cards so that's always been a fun thing for me and um, the other thing about the the uh, recipe books or the the cookbooks is that I printed them through Snapfish they're in full color so that makes them a little bit more expensive too but they're beautiful and and the covers are really dynamic fun pictures of my mother so um anytime i sell them to people there they're very eye-catching when i'm out at different book signings and things people are really attracted to her fun loving pictures that are on the front 
I love that. So not only are you, you know, um, allowing people to recreate the recipes, you know, that she created, but this was also a memoir of sorts, you know, because this is your mother and you were able to take something, you know, um, keep that legacy going, which I think is, it's so wonderful. Are you thinking of doing any other types of cookbooks? No, no, I am. No, no, I've, that's my, that's my, um, play in the world of cookbooks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's co- I love that. I absolutely love that. Now, um, I do love another book that you did, um, which is uh, Coronavirus Reflections, Bitter or Better. Um, that one, of course, is just such a beautiful topic because we're still dealing with COVID right now, um, you know, and so a lot of people have experienced some really tragic things as a result of the coronavirus. So what was your inspiration to write this book and what has some of the feedback been from the readers? Well, the interesting thing about the feedback is that when I released it, I guess maybe it was so close to the actual pandemic. It's the copyright is 2021 and people didn't really want to, they didn't want to deal with it. And that was interesting to me. Um, It has won two awards. It won um, an award last year and then the year before in the New Mexico, Arizona Book Awards. And it won it in uh, self-help one year. That was last year. And then the year before it won uh, Body, Mind, and Spirit. So um, the inspiration for me was as we started going through the pandemic, I... I turned to writing. That was the way I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm the type of writer that writes in poetry and prose, uh, which is really interesting because some people, you know, they see poetry and they immediately shut the book. But it is w- the way I express myself. So I dealt with the um, pandemic through writing about it in my blog. And then my blog inspired this book. So the way the book is set up is that it begins with a quote that is pertinent to whatever I'm talking about, then a really inspiring picture, and then the chapters are short, you know, and my my thought about that, and then either in poetry or prose, and then a reflection question. So it really could be used as a journal. And uh, like you said, you know, the, the virus is still going, and people are still dealing with it what is interesting as of late i over the holidays i was at several uh, craft fairs or book signings and uh promoting my newest book and i i had my other books with me and this coronavirus reflection book was one that people picked up and looked at and bought more than my other books which i thought was interesting because here we're how many, you know, we're two or three years away from that. And uh, people are, are now going, wow, you know, it's something I need to think about. And and the title came, um, I was doing the reflection piece, but bitter or better, I'm in recovery. And that is a phrase that we use a lot in, in uh, recovery is that whatever life hands you, you have a choice of becoming bitter or better. Mm. And mm-hmm. so I just knew as I was going through that horrendous time of trying to figure out what was going on what should we do you know fearful angry wrestling with my god and how i i saw what was going on and and i i really realized i had a choice 
that I could come through this being either bitter or better. And I wanted to be better. Mm, I love that. And that's, and that's so true. And I like how you bring that point up. We do, we have the choice, bitter or better, (laughs) you know, it's all up to you. And, you know, you are correct. I think, um, probably one of the reasons that the, the coronavirus book was one that the readers picked up at the book fair is like you said, it is a current topic. It's something that we are still dealing with on uh, an, an everyday basis. And it really affected each and every one of us in one way or another, you know, um, whether we all had to go get tested or whether someone we knew had it and had to be hospitalized or maybe, you know, unfortunately, um, and my condolences to anyone who has lost someone, you know, as a result of COVID. So we all have been affected in one way or another. Oh, yes. And, you know, the cover is really interesting. My husband has an active role in my books. He's really funny. He's so supportive. And he's a gardener. He He's taken up gardening over the last 10 years while I was taking up the writing. And we were watching a show out of England called Spring Watch or Summer Watch or Autumn Watch or Winter Watch. There, It was a series and we got acquainted with it during the pandemic. And they were really highlighting the statistics over the couple of years that we had to deal with that. And then I did some research on it too, but I've kind of forgotten the numbers at this point. But um, how many people got into gardening during the pandemic because they were forced to stay at home so the cover on the front of the the uh or the cover on the book is his garden it's a picture in his garden and and, you know so it's it's um it's a connection that some people don't make if you read the book the connections in the book but um it's uh just looking at it it's it's kind of an interesting piece for sure That's so exciting. And so let's look at one other book that you did, which I thought was really, uh, really interesting um, because your books cover very interesting topics. And this particular one, just another square dance caller. Let's just talk about that. What is that book about? Okay. Uh, my husband and I square dance. I I was square dancing the night before I was born in my mother's womb. My parents were square dancers. And so I've been raised in the square dance world and continue to do it. And there was a square dance caller. His name was Marshall Flippo that was famous. And he's famous all over the world in the square dance um, world. And he was getting older. This was like in 2016, 17, somewhere around there. And we were at a score dance and somebody, we were all visiting, there was several of us together after the dance one night. And somebody said, "Some we somebody needs to write his biography. And my husband looked at me and said, well, you're the writer in the group. Why don't you do it? And so I was like, I had another book. And it was, it was a, a book I'd written in NaNoWriMo. And I was all ready to start. I had written my 50,000 words. And I was all ready to get going on that. And it is a fiction book. It's a woman's fiction book. And I was all ready to go on that. And I put it aside. And I said to my husband, okay, let's pray about this. Because I knew in my heart, it was, if I did it, it was going to be a big commitment. I mean, writing the biography of any person is, is a lot of work. But if somebody famous like that. And I, I knew I was going to have to do lots of research. I was going to have to just make sure that anything that was in the book that he told me was true. There are stories in the book he wrote about other callers 
and then I had I included stories that other callers told about him but it was an absolute privilege to do this I met with him face to face twice I knew him before I started the project and then I met with him twice and then we talked on the phone I had 40 hours of interview recorded 258,000 words I transcribed oh, from my, my re- yeah from my recordings and um, his uh, uh, son and his ex his first wife were so supportive of the whole thing he ended up passing away before we finished it which was sad because he was so excited about having it done he was a very humble man and he said told me from the very beginning he said do not make me a hero i am not a hero and that was kind of the touchstone that i used throughout the writing but um it was just one of those privileges one of those once in a lifetime privileges to be able to put in writing and record um his his life and um uh, in the square dance world it is done really well it's um you know it's something that a lot of people have bought and treasure because they knew him you know he was like i said he was famous all over the world and it, and it sold all over the world i i had sales in australia england japan um i can't remember where else but he traveled extensively This is I mean, you know, that's so exciting. And I think when it comes to writing, um those of us that have the opportunities to be part of someone's legacy, especially writing, you know, writing their biography or just being able to tell their story. Like that's what writing is all about, right? It's telling the story. Yeah. It is sharing experiences of life, you know, whether it's fiction or non-fiction, but you're still telling a story. That's so exciting. And so what what when you I know he passed away prior to, you know, the book being completed, but what about his family? I know you said they were super supportive. What was their reaction when you know when they actually had the book in their hand? Oh, they were they were so excited. Oh, let me tell you a little aside. Um I we him and I talked. He was he was deeply involved in the production of the book and I wondered about that whenever we were doing it and then I found out that he had been he had written a chapter for a book about score dancing many many years before. So when he, we were talking about it when he was alive, I, I said, "Who do you want to write the foreword?" And he had, he had named this person. He'd say, "Betty Casey." Oh no, she's dead. Uh, J.C. Wilson. Oh no, he's well. You know, he late 80s when we did this, so his all of his contemporaries were dead. Oh, wow. So when he passed away, I I had like a list of four guys, four callers that I knew that were really good friends of his. And my husband and I were talking one night in the hot tub, and I said, "Who would I choose of these four to do it?" I mean, they were all equally good friends of his. Mm-hmm. And my husband said. Why didn't you ask John to do it, his son? And I was like, "Oh my god. You know, would that work?" And I, you know, I pondered it and I thought about it, and I emailed him and I asked him, I said, "Would you be willing to write the uh forward to your dad's book?" It blew him away. First of all, asked for me to ask him to do it because he hadn't done well in school and and he he kind of had that uh view of himself as not a writer i can't do this but he said yes i mean i didn't think he would say yes because i knew kind of knew his background he wrote the most beautiful foreword mm. that was 
so heartfelt. I mean, people have told me they opened up the book, read the foreword, and started crying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One more thing I'd like to tell you about the two of the men. How, you know, whenever you write a biography, you have to include the person's desires. I mean, you as a writer know what's best, but you have to include the, the, the person's desires. So, first of all, Uh, we call him Flip. First of all, Flip wanted me to um, have a section that was the 10 people that influenced him the most Mm -hmm. in his calling. That's the kind of person he was. And then that's what he wanted the book to start with. Mm -hmm. And then the next time, and then a a month or two later, he goes, okay, I've got a different start. I want you to, he told me this dirty joke that this caller's wife had told him the very first time they met. He told me the joke and he said, now I want you to start the book with that, but clean the joke up. (laughs) (laughs) So, so there you go. I had two different ways to start the book. And so I decided to start it with both, both of them, you know, and that's the other thing that people have just been amazed at is that you know here's it was obvious he had such a good sense of humor and 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 it would have been um it wouldn't have been him if it didn't start with the joke yeah so (laughs) so oh my gosh it was such an experience it was just a it was a phenomenal learning experience for sure well I'm so excited that you even had the opportunity like you said you know um to be part of someone's life in that way is just it's yeah it's it's it it really really is cause you to be speechless right (laughs) yes very much so Um, I'm so excited that you had that well one last question before we wrap up what is your most favorite thing about being a writer um I think it's uh getting my voice out there because um, I, you know, for many years, um, I didn't see my voice as being important. You know, I uh, had some issues when I was growing up as a child that that um, made me believe that it was not valuable. And when I saw that first book in print, in my hand, and I looked at it, that's the, the, the thoughts that just washed over me was that all my people are going to be reading my thoughts, my ideas, my poems, my stories. And, you know, it's, um, we have a legacy. We have an opportunity when we're writers to be able to keep it going, you know, for a long time. And uh, that's what writing really has become to me. That's amazing. And I love that. That is, I mean, that, that says it, that puts it all into perspective. And so that is so awesome. And I'm so glad that you had that opportunity. Um, well, before we close out, how can listeners connect with you and how can they get copies of your books? Okay. My books are all on Amazon. I also have a Shopify store and the, uh, the URL is, this is all one word, laredasbookstore.com, <clears throat> and it, it's spelled L-A-R-A-D-S, bookstore.com. My website is laredasbooks.com, and you can get a, bun, uh, you know, a bunch of information there about my books. So 
So the two places I would send you to. Wonderful. And listeners, we will be sure to include these links in the episode notes so you will be able to click on them at any time. Well, Loretta, thank you so much for being our special guest um, this week. We just really appreciate it. And thank you for sharing these heartwarming stories. And just thank you so much for the writing that you contribute to those of us that love to pick up a good book and read. <laughs> well, thank you for providing this platform because it's it's needed desperately. Well, thank you so much. Well, listeners, as always, thank you for tuning in and keep winning at writing. Until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.